Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. You got rid of your gobble wobble, yes. I didn't know I had a gobble wobble. Should have sent me an email or something. You have a gobble wobble, whatever that is. Brendan, Brendan, the merch has been hitting the streets and getting reviews, and the response has been not what we expected. Yeah, so I got a text from my sister um, the other day this weekend. My sister recently just moved to Colorado. So she was in the airport flying to Colorado. I got a text that says, Brendan, I'm wearing the come through queen hoodie with a coat over it. And I sat down at a restaurant and once I took my coat off, the waiter was like, all I could read was meth queen (laughs) until you took your coat off. And then my mom just chimed in and said, Oh my. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I can't believe it took us. Almost three years to figure that out. Right. But we've never, like, looked at, like, the logo it, with a square over it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I guess that's just a added bonus. Yeah. So run, don't walk to comethroughqueen.com slash store and get your merth, meth queen merch. Yeah, it's versatile. You can be a come through queen fan and also a meth queen. Sure. Uh, but it's time to kick off... The holiday season, we're coming at you early this week because we obviously have Thanksgiving plans on the horizon, and... Oh yeah, so spoiler alert, this this uh, broadcast isn't going to include Jersey or Dallas, sorry, we just can't do it. Yeah, but we'll talk about it next week, that's yeah. fine. Uh, but let's kick off the holiday spirit season with a call from Lucy. 
Hi, Dan and Brendan. It's Lucy here with my friends Caroline and Amanda, and we're commemorating a monumental New York moment that happened exactly one year ago today in this very place. And here to tell you more is Caroline. Hi, Dan and Brendan. It's a return correspondent, Caroline, reporting live from the bar this time. And we just had to call in because we are honoring a New York City baby moment. The Queen of Christmas herself walked in to my after work watering hole one year ago today after the Saks Fifth Avenue light show. Yes, Dorinda Medley walked in, ordered some white wine, a healthy pour, I have to say, and my life is never the same. Um, and Amanda has more to say, so I'm going to give it to her. Whoa, that was awesome. Um, yeah, dog, Dorinda, Dorinda walked in here and I was like, who's that? And now, now, of course, I know she's fucking amazing. She, like, gets her fucking bar tab and I'm like, yo, that's the coolest sweater I've ever seen. It's, like, sequins and it's red and it's very, like, Christmas, man. And I was like, hey, I like your sweater. And she was like, hey, I like your top. And I was like, this is just H&M, big fucking deal, right? She's like, but mine is H&M, too. And I was like, Whoa. The craziest part, she was here to meet Luke, Caroline Stanbury's makeup artist, for a drink. So, yes, we watched those two share a Christmas drink together. Woo! So, just wanted to share the Christmas cheer and tell everyone, get on your feet. It's the, it's holidays, the holidays, babies. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. Anything could happen in New York City, baby. Yeah, what a beautiful encounter. Luke uh, Henderson in the wild. Luke Henderson in the wild. I mean, I pre- pretty much like picture him taking up residence in the Berkshires. Does he live stateside now permanently? Mm. I could see like Dorinda working on getting him that visa through her political connections. Oh, yeah? <laughs> through Hillary Clinton? I mean, she knows Hillary. Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, get on your feet, everyone. It's the holidays. Get on your feet. Officially. Officially. It's the holidays. Yeah. How exciting. Uh, there's so much to get to. There's holiday content to get to, including RuPaul's Drag Race, How a Slay, Spectacular. <laughs> so we've been talking about this for a little bit. Next week, not next week, December 7th. Two weeks, we got it. Um, there will be a How a Slay Spectacular, which we've already talked about. And we got our trailer this week for it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I thought we were going to see more. Mm-hmm. We really just pretty much saw... Shangela coming for her holiday queen crown. So they were gonna give it to Shangela, right? I think I think so? they the, throw it to Sony. Like Shangela has enough. She's gonna be mm. on the Oscar stage later this year. She's gonna be getting best supporting actress. I'm sort like think about if you're Sonique and like your chance to come back to RuPaul's Drag Race is in this Hollis Slay spectacular one night only. Yeah. And, like, she's competing with, like, people who have been on All-Stars. People are going to be on All-Stars. Winners of All-Stars. Yeah. I think maybe it's uh, a chance for Sonique to reintroduce herself. Right. And then get the community back cheering for her. Right. Was the community ever cheering for her? No. That's why... Though, no, she had some iconic moments her season. Remember, she was... (laughs) Lady Gaga on the Snatch Game. Yeah. Before, like, it was like when Lady Gaga first hit and when Lady Gaga first started wearing just like wacky outfits. So I think Sonique's, I think Sonique was like, I can just like wear anything and it'll look like Gaga. But like, little did she know then that there's like a formula to 
There was a catchphrase that she created for Gaga that she kept repeating. Was it I like can't remember. peace? No, no it, was, it was something like totally. Or no, I, it was like uh, love. love. <laughs> pause up, baby. <laughs> it wasn't pause up, baby. Uh, yeah, I am looking forward to seeing Sonique again, mm-hmm. along with all eight queens who are coming back. It still boggles the mind that this is only a one-hour episode. Because, like, what are we cutting to after this? A movie that rocks? Right. Or is it, I can't believe they're not giving us an hour and a half. Give us two hours. Give us two hours. We need to haul a sleigh, not haul a runaway. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're really sick. Um, no, but I really wonder about that. And also, they said that they're going to give us an extended first look at the All-Stars Season four. So, like, you're already cutting into this Hollis Slay spectacular with this? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that extended, though. Okay, but still. Minutes or minutes, baby. Because we haven't seen... No. Because we haven't seen footage from the girls. The girls? On All Stars. We've seen a little bit. It was a in that Hollis Slay thing. Yeah. But besides that, we haven't seen... Like, it was in the Holosley, like, you were going to be getting more an extended look. Well, we got, like, a Trinity entrance. We got, like, a Manila runway. We got someone else on the runway. We've gotten Manila doing the talent show in the other trailer and Latrice doing the talent show. Yeah. So we got a little bit. Yeah. But I maybe this is going to be the prop a proper trailer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But there's more Drag Race news in surprising places. Yeah, so... SNL. Um, Ranny's skit that was called GP Yes, and it was like, the premise was like Steve Carell and his wife in a car, and mm. like, oh, these GPS voices are so boring. Mm. And then there's like an option for like drag performer. Yeah. And it's like GP Yes. And then yes. all of a sudden, like, Peppermint's there. Yeah. And Jiggly Caliente's there. Yes. And like Cecily Strong in drag. Yeah. Well, that's what it pretty much ended on, and I would have liked for it to not have been Cecily. Why? I feel like Cecily Strong is the Jade Thurwall of SNL. Oh, the LGBT? She's like the like LGBTQ warrior. She's also like the one who's most in tune with our interests. So like oh, she also yeah. she also played uh the Erica Jane character. She also is your friend on the in the elevator at uh Bravo. Yeah, just chatting about uh Carol Radswell. Sure. Um, so she's the right, she's the right, uh, uh, vessel for this, for this skit, but there were critiques of it. Yeah. I mean, Evan pointed out in our Facebook group that this seems very 2000 and late in terms of maybe something that would have run a decade ago. Yeah. He said 2005, but I I get the black eyed peas reference that you were trying to slip in there. So I too am 2000 and late. (laughs) (laughs) which I totally agree with. Very antiquated, but I think it was interesting. I wonder if Cecily handpicked the talent. Mm. Or if it was just like, we need two New York queens who are available. But you know what's funny? I, I was excited to see Jiggly, but then the more we talked about it, it's funny how Jiggly's been popping up everywhere. Yeah. Because she's been in Pose. Pose. She was in Broad, Broad City, City. SNL now. Yeah. I think that we're in the Jigglesance, like I said. Um, she also was in that Billboard Pride thing that I talked about last week, mm. where it was it was like a really well cast. It was a really well cast special thing because it sh- really showed like the diversity of like the drag race queens beyond like the Trixies and the Katias of the world. Sure, it it showed like a greater swath of like gender diversity and diversity across like mm. all. Um, 
walks. Uh, but I just want to see Jiggly rise. Yeah, I, I'm kind of glad Jiggly's not in this All-Stars so that she could be in the next one. And I think she's kind of gotten her like drag act together. Because mm. remember, she was sort of a hot mess on her season. Well, I wasn't at this New York drag con, but the drag con the year before, I would say her booth wasn't the most exciting. Mm-hmm. But a year has gone by since then. Also, like, she, unfortunately, like, Drag Race leaves some of these queens in the dust mm-hmm. and they can't get the, like, money that some of yeah. these others are getting. I know. Yeah. I, you never hear of Jiggly on tour at these, like, work the world tour things. Like, occasionally, but I feel like she's always in the, like, other ones. Remember back, like, a couple years ago, it was all dominated by, like, the main tour mm-hmm. that, like, the main people were on. So, sure. like, if you were big coming off your season, you would be on that tour, and that was sort of the only one. Mm-hmm. I think they've sort of, like, democratized it in the past, mm-hmm. like, couple years, so sure, I think sure. they're doing a little better. Okay. But um, I could be wrong. There's a tour going on right now in New York City, baby. I saw Pheromone and, like, someone else. Wow. On Instagram stories. Oh, I think it's, isn't it, isn't it, Christmas tis the queens? season for the Christmas Queens? Yeah. Which is a little early. I don't think I need to see Christmas Queens in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get my, like, Christmas time, I want to, like, stay in by the Christmas tree and watch a movie. Oh, okay, yeah. A Family Stone, which fan demanded, fan, as we discussed it, last it, week. It was actually <laughs> fan demanded. We got one fan to demand it. No, we got multiple no, yeah, fans yeah, in I'm, that I'm thread. kidding, I'm kidding. And the wheels are turning right now in, in terms of, like... Logistics. We're, logistics, how we're going to make it interesting for a third year in a row. Yeah. You know, I've already discussed with some of our producers, and mm. um, some of our producers have good ideas. Great. Okay, that's excellent. And by producers, I mean friends. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited to, this long weekend, tune into the Vanessa Hudgens uh, Netflix Christmas movie. Okay. Um, I feel like it's already been played out enough via mm. people's Instagram God. stories that I don't need to watch. No. No, I'm not even like not even like shade to the movie. It's just like people have been like, <laughs> let's Instagram story this. It's gonna be so funny. I'll give my commentary. I've seen like multiple of oh, those. Oh, okay. Maybe you need um, to do some unfollowing or you, muting. You know what is the gonna be the underrated under uh whatever of the season? There's a cat gram christmas movie that's Mm. the other netflix movie this year okay so check that out someone told me it's great okay let's move it right along to some roni behind the scenes filming footage that we've got our hands on so we're always watching the roni footage and sometimes it's just like the woman hanging out whatever but this is a very special update one Ramona singer was spotted out with Red Scarf Guy. Red Scarf Guy. Which, in our discussion of this matter, I learned that Red Scarf Guy has his own emoji. There is a Red Scarf emoji. <laughs> My phone autocorrected to that emoji as we were discussing. You this. want to hear something funny about that? Is you sent that to me, like the thing about it was emoji, and I was on Gchat, mm. and on Gchat appears as a green scarf so oh. i was like okay I, there's a I, scarf emoji <laughs> or maybe like i'm colorblind or something no i just was like yeah it's a scarf emoji because i also know that the different emojis appear differently among different yeah platforms. but gchat's not canon it's the most canon it's like my most used form of no iMessage is the is the canon emoji whatever um so she was out with him cameras were rolling oh yeah 
we we got an Instagram photo of cameras filming them having a date one on one. Yeah. Also, it was recently Ramona's birthday. Sixty two or sixty three. Happy birthday, Mama! Wanna, yeah. Um, I have a f- couple questions. So, red scarf guy, do you think she got permission from Carol? No. Although she has been hanging out with Carol recently. Yeah, and they're always friend. in each other's comments on Instagram. It's so wild. Um, second question. Do you think that they head on vacation right after Thanksgiving? Because mm. we're hitting... Like, the point of them filming earlier was so that they would miss recording in the winter months. We're about to... I feel like... Do you think we're going to wrap up? feel like we're wrapping Christmas time. I feel like there's a possibility that a Berkshire's Christmas might be a wrap. But we already had a Berkshire's. Okay, I know, but I would like both. But aren't we going to get like one of those? No, I hate those. What about the sterile Bethany party at her apartment? Oh, we might get that before we're going to the Berkshire's or something. But, like, I hate the sterile Bethany party. I'd much rather have, like, a party in, like, a midtown east mm. rooftop hotel. Yeah. One of those weird hotels that's in between the blocks. Yeah. Like, it's, like, actually a Holiday Inn Express, but they have a rooftop bar. Mm-hmm. Like, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'd rather have that than a Bethany party. Sure, yeah. But my dream is for the final baba to be at the Berkshires. There's no way, because... because the Berkshires are always too high energy. We can't end on that note. Yes, we can, because we can go right into filming again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you are really dreaming up a Christmas miracle. But I think that we're going to air in March this year. As opposed to April? Yeah. So that means we got a fe- uh, trailer in February? Hopefully. Valentine's uh, miracle. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's end it with a Barbara K update. Her novel Heels of Steel come, is coming out summer 2019, which is perfect, perfect for when Roni is airing. She was asking the community which cover to use. Yeah. Also, did you say she was also cooking a turkey? No, she she posted on Instagram giving a seminar a tutorial on how to roast a turkey, and she's just standing in front of a whiteboard with her mouth open like yelling or something is she that new um is she the new turkey hotline that you can call oh. you knew the turkey hotline i think it's a thing i think like butterball or whatever mm-hmm. has like a turkey butterball. hotline that if you're having difficulties with your turkey you can call you know what's so funny is is people having problems with their turkey is such a common trend or something i think it's like such people who don't know, know how to read instructions i think the turkey is so annoying and that like we should just like let that go by the wayside but you could also we were talking about this earlier about your turkey troubles you can just get the breast and just cook and that takes like a few hours uh, brennan i would consider that wait but i we, already went i already did my grocery shopping it's, it's so possible. I also don't want to cook that. Okay. Go, t- off of this, tell me how to do the breast. And sure. that's better than like... It's also a spacious issue for, for my apartment. Sure, I just sure, don't sure. have a big situation to cook in. Yeah. And the turkey's like a big thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, I'd rather just do the breast and like make people happy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm convinced. Okay. Let's get to Roa and Rock. Yeah. <laughs> so Atlanta. 
Atlanta, Shamari. We've got the tagline. We got our full cast. Yeah. Everyone's holding a peach. Um, it definitely feels like two different casts. Yeah. I mean, we are in a virtual reality in terms of the cinematography of the peach holding. I was hoping they would put Shamari on the other side. Yeah, to even it out a little to bit. To even it out to like make it more cohesive, but they didn't. No. Uh, so, Eva. Eva the Diva. Eva, before we really get into the nitty gritty, she's coming out this episode. She's coming for Sen. We're learning a lot. She's coming for a lot of people, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, first of all, yeah, she's coming for Sen. She says, Sen's the only model with a big booty. And like... I don't think that's true. No, and I'm like, have you missed like the trend of like, especially like Instagram models the past mm. few years? Maybe you're the one who's like ah. not on the up and up with that, right? Because oh. isn't everyone like since the Kardashians have been involved and like, mm. isn't everyone wanting that look? I don't think everyone is. And is she might be specifically talking about like the top model mm. like. Yada yada sure. look, which is still like the Gigi's and the Bellas. Yeah. But Portia has the angles down. <laughs> that little like weird montage we got of shots of Portia, too much. It was actually inspiring. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm gonna mean, try some of those out. <laughs> uh, I did like, oh my God, the, the lines of Eva, the diva, come off the lake onto the runway. Show us the veteran walk. And the Portia, veteran walk. Portia hooting, hooting and hollering over the veteran walk just off the heels <laughs> of Veterans Day just a week ago Jeez. was amazing. That's like me talking about you with your veteran walk. <laughs> do, is, do I have a veteran walk? Yeah. Um, another line from Eva the Diva, uh, people like Marlo, who's 42, who's never been married. <laughs> That's gonna be. That's gonna 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 be me. No, <laughs> you're just a young buck. Okay, we're in the hospital with Greg and Nini, and this is where things got very uncomfortable for me because I'm screaming at the screen. Let's listen to the doctor. <laughs> right, like just listen to him. I like. I don't know. Like, obviously, people are in control of their destiny and their life and how they want to do medical procedures. But like, the doctor had to be convinced. Yeah, same. I was like, this this person. We went to Houston to listen to the doctor. So why wouldn't you listen to the doctor? Because they want to explore. The if you like, if you know the narrative that you want and how you want to do things, then just go to the doctor in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Sure. I don't know. That's probably insensitive, right? Uh, yeah, it's a little insensitive, but I also, I like. I, at the end of the day, I would like Greg to live. <laughs> yeah, same. I was like almost crying during those scenes when he was singing "God Built Me to Win," and then <gasps> it went to commercial. Oh my god, very sad. I've never. We've never like gone to commercial with like that with a cast member singing over the like women holding the peaches. Mm. I. And not only do we go to commercial, but we. Go to SpawnCon. Okay. Ralph breaks the internet, a.k.a. Giselle, Brandy, and Gina break the internet. Giselle, I swear they put in every single one of these commercials. You know, here's the thing. For someone to be getting SpawnCon off-season 
is really a testament. I have a few questions about this. Okay, so obviously the logistics of this is that they filmed it somewhere in New York when Gina and Brandy were in town for Watch Rabbins Live, probably, right? In New York? I would I'm imagine not even so. Where where would you think it was LA, from? LA? But like it makes no sense logistically if it's in New York. Yeah, if the two of them are there, but that means Still, it's a train ride as opposed to a cross-country flight for Giselle. But, like, this isn't the first time Giselle's done this Mm -hmm. off-season promo. Yeah. And, like, the funny thing is, is, like, the last time she did off-season promo, it was New York. Because I think we had people... Someone sent me a photo where they were, like, at a place where she was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, So it's always funny to me that they never include a New York woman in these I know, the New York SpawnCon always is together. Yeah, or, like, there's been one with, like, Sonia. I think she was around, like, a Mad Hatter's table at one point. Oh, yeah, 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 But, yeah. like, that's about it. And Giselle was in that one. Yeah. And Giselle was in the Wrinkle in Time one. Oh, she's always there. It's crazy, because <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Potomac is the crown jewel. And this actually brings me to something else that was posted in the Facebook group. Um, Robert posted about how Giselle's ex-husband just was named pastor of a church in Atlanta. The Eddie Long Church. Yeah. And I say, give Giselle the first dual citizenship (laughs) where she is holding both a champagne glass and a peach. (laughs) Duels. And she does both. Because I think with all the work that they Bravo has her doing, she deserves it, and also she can handle it. Also, mind you, they sent her on The View off-season once also. Do you remember that? Yeah. I am not complaining. No, no, this is what I'm saying. I love Giselle. I want her everywhere. Everywhere. Uh-huh. So throw her in Atlanta, but don't take away the champagne glass. Yeah, no, she, I mean, the show... Potomac would be at a loss. Yeah. Potomac would benefit if she was on both. Yeah. They'd get more interest. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about candy. Sure. Um, we're getting the candy has to introduce us to Shamari thing. Yes. Which was actually a good intro. Because we get, I mean, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of Very backstory. natural. Very we natural. We got a ton of backstory about... Shamari, Candy, back in the day, mm-hmm. Black, being um, formed by, was it? Lisa Left Eye. Lisa Left Eye. And um, then we also learned that Shamari has twins, and Candy follows them on Instagram, but doesn't follow Shamari. I also didn't know that one of the three members of Black also died in a car accident like Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Wild. Like, to be created... I think she like sort of mentioned her in passing. Oh yeah, no. Later in the episode, like during the she performance, was like, she was like, "Rest in peace, Lisa," and then the other person. Yeah. Um, and then we get Ronnie DeVoe of Bell Biv DeVoe. Oh, that's what you were looking up. I was like wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, Black is more iconic because uh, "Bring It All to Me" is a bop. Yeah. Um, so we get the full Shamari intro. She was born... She was not born in Georgia, but she was raised in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is a Georgia peach. 
Um, her dog is named Blake, which I find interesting because Hoda Kotb's dog is also named Blake. Wow. But uh, Hoda's dog is named Blake after Blake Shelton. Do you think Shamari's That's dog is disgusting. named after Blake Shelton? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. Enough. Hoda's like, Hoda's unfortunately obsessed with Blake Shelton. Ugh. And now she wants to do the whole, like, she wants to do a thing with her husband and she wants to be the next Jay-Z and Beyonce. Which. I'm not sure. Thank you, next. I don't think there's going to be a next Jay-Z and Beyonce. I'm not sure. But interestingly enough, they have a similar age difference. Oh, yeah. But her husband looks good. Shamari's husband looks good? Yeah, I like didn't notice the age difference. Uh, unless oh. she said she said it. She oh, mentioned yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, oh, he's like, he's, oh, he's good looking. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you notice that when they were in the studio, they were like playing the song that they had just recorded? And at the beginning, it was the bump, 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 bump. Yes. And I, I, was I thought it was going to be alone in my house. house. <laughs> For sure. Same, same, same. I thought it was going to be an alone in my house cover. Same. I thought it was going to be like deep spawn con that we haven't experienced until we experienced the OC reunion Stay spawn tuned. con. Stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, another m- musical connection happened this episode in terms of I, uh, Nini was telling somebody how Greg is working with Tony Braxton's holistic person. Beautiful. Which is funny that Tony, Tony Braxton is being brought up here while Phaedra is gallivanting over on Braxton Family Values. <clears throat> and Tony was just on Wendy, which I know you've been oh, watching yes. a lot recently. Oh, I certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ew. Imagine having to go on that show and then like trying to do the how you doing thing in front of her and it never goes well. I am a professional. No, it would look so stupid. I know. I, it would look stupid. I would record that and like... Play it on loop. Play it at my funeral. Yeah, play it at your funeral with uh, Good as Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Gina Marie's Good as Gold. Um, we get Candy having to invite everyone to Shamari's show. Which, the n- notable part is Candy calling Portia, and Portia being Portia Williams Stewart in Candy's phone. Beautiful. Cordell's impact. Candy is a traditionalist. (laughs) (laughs) Until she marries another man, she will forever be Portia Williams Stewart. And then one time she she tried to face him at that one point, and it was like that random white guy. Man, (laughs) I like. I want to know what happened. Did Portia get a new phone number, and then another man got the Portia Williams Stewart? I guess. I guess. Will you answer one thing for me? So Portia's big connection to Shamari is that they went to high school together. Yeah. Do they mean at the same time? Yeah. How old's Portia? Okay. Portia's 33, 35. Portia's older, older. She just looks younger, right? Yeah, she's older than 35. I want to say she's like, hold on, I got the answer for you. Like knocking on 40's door. She is 37. Okay, wow. that makes more sense than I thought. Actually. And then Shamari is... 38. Okay, that makes much more Here sense. Here we go. Because in my brain of brains, I think of Portia as like 30. Because of like, she looks so young. And she's like, all, she's been on the show for seven years. I know, but like, if she could be like an Ashley. <laughs> an Ashley Darby. Yeah. Another person I wouldn't mind having a dual citizenship. Where is she going? <laughs> there in like Jersey, maybe? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, okay. So. 
we go to ATL Live. Love ATL. Love ATL Live. Yeah, it's your hometown, baby. Bring it all to me. The performance of a lifetime. Uh, I thought they had more hits. <laughs> but it is really... They have 808, which I'm not super familiar with, but mm-hmm. Alex was able to, to get into. And then it's really bring it all to me. The thing for me was watching the other woman just like standing around that table dancing. Mm. The only people standing in this venue sure. dancing around the table. And then like the conversation after was interesting. Shamar's like, husband. Yes. Trying to give Candy like notes on her performance. So he was being so coy about it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's just like, placement. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he talking about? Song order, where they're standing. I think he was talking about song order. I think he said they have a oh, lot. Oh yeah, of, something about they have a lot of hits, but like they just don't. They didn't curate it right. Mm-hmm. Which like we know something about. We have to put it together an outline for this podcast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have to put it together right. Um. Another thing, separately, is Nini into Shamari or not? Because I feel like at so at one point she was like. Making some digs, but at then another point she was like acting nice. Well, she likes to do that um, blanking ferociously thing in her confessional. Yeah, when she's meeting, when she's shaking hands with someone in a meeting, and she's blinking sixty miles per hour. <laughs> but then later she was being kind of nice. Yeah, I think maybe she's just uh, leaving all doors open. Yeah, a hate and a love. Right, and then the producers can use whatever they want. Right. Oh, we forgot about the whole um, Eva versus Shamia thing. Is that going to be a thing? It's Eva versus everyone now. Oh, yeah. But we haven't seen Shamia in the flash. No, but they showed a flashback. So they're not leaving it be. Yeah. And then they also had the thing where um, Eva said something about Shamia being black, but not black with a Q. That Candy read as like a dig to Shamia being dark skinned. Yes. So I think that's going to be like a bigger plot line mm. down the road. They were planting the seeds this week. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, those were two separate things. Yeah. Okay. So then the final act of this episode is, first of all, we're getting a second OLG. Which I love. Yeah, I'm ready for I've it. I've also heard, I feel like I've heard multiple people in my life, and I'm from Atlanta, so it's not mm-hmm. surprising, but like, I even think like people who don't live in Atlanta, who visit Atlanta, have told me they went to OLG. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a destination. Yeah, it's a destination. Will Ferrell was there. Sure. Campaigning for Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Made all her campaign. We see how far that got us. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all because of Ken's fault, though. <laughs> okay, this is taking a turn. Uh... Yeah, can't wait for a second OLG. That'll hopefully help with the lines, with the service. I want to look. I need to look up, and I'll have it by next week's episode, but I want to look up where OLG, the new OLG OLG is. And then we got Cameron stomping in. Carmen. Oh, yeah, I said Cameron. Carmen. Coming for one Miss Vicky Gunvalson's gig. Vicky is shaking. Vicky is shaking. <laughs> Vicky found laying in a recovery center. So that, Carmen does insurance now. Yeah. And she's doing insurance for OLG. Maybe it's a Kodo satellite office. Oh my God, I wish. <laughs> Could you imagine Kodo, Kodo insurance rules? Well, wasn't Vicky saying that you can like sign up online to be a Kodo insurance? 
In, what's insurer? In, insurer. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll sign up. Sure. That's Maybe like sure. That's like kind <laughs> of like in your field adjacent, right? Yeah, it's somewhere around there. <laughs> okay. So then we get a whole explanation of a side character that we never really got before. Jamie. Yeah. Jamie is both Portia and Candy's brand manager, or at least Portia's former brand manager, the person that she beat up while dressed as a snow woman. Yeah, we did get Jamie before. We just didn't know we were getting Jamie in the way that we're getting Jamie now. But I did, I did not even know the name of the person that Portia beat up. Last right. Time. But, okay, a little come through Queen history. This scene that was played on this episode of yes. Real Houses, uh, this this flashback scene to Portia beating up someone <laughs> dressed as a snowman, she earned our very first freak of the week. Yeah, we were watching because this of very that scene. episode. So that's how many episodes we've had, yeah. which is sick. Um, but yeah. Okay, so Jamie's giving us the hot goss. Her friend was dating Dennis. Her friend. And Jamie were in Africa, and then Dennis broke up with the friend while she was in Africa. Why were they in Africa? Was there? There was no explanation for that. Was this not the wedding that Portia couldn't go to? No, this is not Shamia's wedding. Okay, it could be. It could. It could be because that for some reason them mentioning that had significance. It felt. Like they were planting another. Scene. I thought there was a line there that yeah. was like it's extra shitty, but that could also. Shamia's name was not being mentioned during this conversation, right. but, but that thought did cross my brain as well. Right. Uh, yeah. So then we're getting information with regards to Dennis tattooing X's faces and names on his body, and then Portia crying tears of joy to her mom about how Dennis is tattooing her face a name on his back so miss diane here was like this surprised me because like she was so happy that Mm -hmm. the tattoo happened on dennis yeah and like i was thinking like i feel like most parents would be like scared what are you doing like what's happening yeah i guess like miss diane's playing the tv game Mm. but also this isn't portia's first time at the rodeo right like, it's not her first marriage or something. Also, like, I just found out she's 38. Yeah. So, 37. 37. So, like, you got to get in there, I guess. Yeah. But, but then, I think that's, like... Well, no, there was the one last thing, which may, which I couldn't wrap my head around. So, part of, part of the thing that, that Portia was elated about was he's either cooking for her or he's getting these meals scent that are freshly prepared and then jamie was saying something about how an ex is Is cooking cooking the the meals and sending them (laughs) it's like wild i couldn't really piece that part together but also that was portia's excuse like portia said she couldn't bring anything to the bailey queue because she doesn't cook anymore oh yeah yeah. remember and she's not a vegan anymore. oh yeah we're getting a bailey queue because cynthia loves naming something (laughs) i'm fine with it Okay, let's... So, like, we're three episodes in. Thoughts? Thoughts? Uh, there is definitely something missing. Yeah, but I also feel like there's a lot happening. There's like, a lot happening. We're ramping up to several fights. We're ramping up to Eva... Versus the world. Versus the world. Yeah. And then the separate Porsche thing. Yeah, I'm not complaining, but... 
I want Alaska to come on as friends. <laughs> as a friend to of Eva. Eva? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I go in and check to see if they're still following each other on like Instagram. Are I think they? they still are. Okay. But I don't think Alaska's really down in Atlanta that often. Those girls travel all the time. They travel the world, but that means there's just so <laughs> many other places she could be at any given moment. Okay, rock. Rock. Ladies who don't rock. This episode just like it felt like there were so many components. Mm. So much was happening, and like we're not gonna talk about the party yet, but like once we got to the party, it felt like every supporting character had several lines. Oh, sure, sure. It's like everyone. They were all getting their moment. In fact, I even thought I saw Liv- Lizzie Rosvek for a moment, but it wasn't her. Mm, they all look the same yeah. over there. Okay, so the eldest lock daughter wants to go on birth control. Good. First for her cramps, <laughs> then also for acne, and then no matter what reason is presented... All my friends are on it. All my friends are on it. Shannon still says no. I feel like... That was bold. I feel like her daughter came up with a plan and she told the younger daughter because the Mm. younger daughter was giggling her face off. Oh, yeah. And, like, I feel like they're, like, acting, but, like, I usually am annoyed by kids acting because Mm. it's usually put on by the parents, but I feel like the ladies who lock were, like... Sprung it on her? This is us. Yeah. Wow. That's also really great for the younger daughters because, like, this older daughter is being a pioneer for them. Right. And by the time, like, those kids are older like no one they, no one cares what you do yeah like i'm the fourth in line no one fucking cares mm-hmm. leave me alone with knives it's like woo, <laughs> oh and they should not have uh let's talk about the just for a second talk about the setup for like this party the femme fatale the femme fatale mother's day party oh i didn't even get, catch that it was mother's day yeah that's why all the moms were there mm, i thought it was just even though wanted... gina's mom like Gina invited her, but then, like, uninvited her. Mm-hmm. But, like, Gina's mom would fit in with main cast. Would she? Not, uh... She'd fit in with, like, Vicky. Yeah. No, but Gina's mom is a very Long Island mom. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, like, putting on a Hervé Leger dress and stomping out there. She was, like... She seemed more like a normal... Yeah, a regular mom. Yeah. Not a TV mom. Not a cool mom. We, uh... Housewives loves a costume shop. Okay. So here I have two opinions here. Number one, Tamara thought she was going to be so funny. She thought she was so funny with the horse mask on. She thought the audience was going to be laughing their brains off. I was not. Can I tell you something? I was triggered. Can I tell you just a brief story? Sure. I'll save my part two for after So several years ago, I was out to dinner with our friend Jimbo in the East Village at like this Mexican place that's no longer there. It was really good though. Um, We were like seated and we were like eating, whatever. This girl next to us decides to put on a horse mask Mm. and then she started throwing limes at me. Good. At the restaurant. (laughs) It's what you deserve. And then we went out afterwards and we were at fucking Eastern Block. May Mm. it rest in peace. It's now club coming. And she was there again harassing me again. Good. So this horse mask stick was like very (laughs) triggering to me. So, yeah. Also, you saying good through that entire story, what a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tamara thinks she's so funny. Meanwhile, the true comedian in the background. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, drawing all those wigs. Just screaming like, I'm going to look like a hoe. <laughs> and then when she puts in that one, the, when she puts in the one wig, 
That's really girly. And she says, I look like Rizzo. <laughs> I was dying. Kelly is the true star here. Kelly is the star. But I guess the whole uh, plot point of the scene is uh, Gina calling to speak to Tamara to, to make a her. Yeah, to invite her to the casita. Yes. Can I come to your casita? Sure. Yeah. I'm alone in my casita. <laughs> okay. So I'm alone in my casita. Well, so now this is, so I had fast forward through Atlanta. So this is where the spawn con for Wreck-It Ralph 2 hit. Yeah. Which I have nothing oh, okay. more to say. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We said yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Tamara comes over to the casita. Here's the thing. Now, I'm looking through a lens of real life, not house, housewife's life. Gina's upset that a woman that she didn't know when her last birthday occurred mm-hmm. did not show up to this most recent birthday. I can't imagine my life ever being upset someone who was not around in my life for the prior birthday did not show up to the current one. Uh, yeah, I guess. Right? But like... It's not like you've ever been to my birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Gina's like... Okay, so a couple things. Gina's young. I know she's older than us, but she's like... Or or she's in between us. Um, But she's like... (laughs) She's like young. She got married very early. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like lived this weird sheltered life on... Oh, so she doesn't have all the rules. Long Island. So she doesn't really know. She thinks that like... People care about your birthday. I think, well, yeah, if you have a sequence birthday party, you oh, think yeah. people care about your birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that. The interesting part to me is that Gina had a list of things that she could have said. And points were made. That she could have said to Shannon to really upset her if she wanted to upset her. Like how Tamara had talked shit about her weight loss, how Tamara had talked shit about her QVC no, meals. It's worth getting the actual line. You can't complain you're fat for three years and do nothing about it. And Gina not Gina said the line and then they played exactly what Tamara said and it was word for word. Verbatim. <laughs> it was none of this like, uh, like close enough. Da, 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 yeah. da. It was word for word. Yeah. That was a professional move. But my weird thing is like coming out of this, Gina's still like gunning for Shannon. She's like... Shannon, this one backfired on you in the confessional. And I'm like, it doesn't make, this doesn't compute to me. Yeah. I mean, that aspect doesn't excite me, but the fact that she seems right in terms of her arguments with everyone. Right. Resonated with me. So I think that we saw some of the darkest stuff we've seen on these shows in the form of Emily's conversations with her mom. And I don't even think it's just like the, the force, the forcedness of Emily bringing her mom onto this show and like forcing her to have these conversations compared to what Emily had previously said about her mom, which in my mind made it seem worse but then the one line that was like really dark did come from her mom. Do you know what the line was? No. I lost a year. What can I say? Like talking about like her relationship with her family. Just like every part of this is like fucked up and awful. Uh, we thought it was dark days with Ashley Darby and her mom. 
Right. But this put that to shame. <laughs> I, it's like, why are you trotting her out here? Her mom just, you can tell she's well-intentioned. And like, the way Emily had talked about her, I thought like we were going to deal with a completely different scene. Like she was going to bite someone? Like something like, like, <laughs> re, like, something just like, whatever. And her mom just was, her mom just, and I hate to like talk about mm. de- depression and mental illness in this way, but like, Please don't bring it on the screen because yeah. it seemed like her mom was just like well intentioned but had depression. Struggling, issues. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it seemed like not someone who should be on TV. Yeah, and it seemed Emily was using her mom for a prop against and I am totally team Shannon on this. Like she's using her mom against this woman she barely knows mm. and is trying to have a friendship with. Yeah. Oh, dark all around. Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, Kelly's man. At first, I thought this was going to be like a fun gay man joining her. At first, I thought it was the milkman guy. No, because that he was his hair was more flowing. Okay, but they looked like same general idea. Yeah, I mean, like a a dark haired. Also, man. like Kelly had brought the milkman guy and Walter Evans live since too. So like oh. he was a bartender. Recently. I think that was probably like a business deal. Yeah. So we could have promo. Some milk. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's just a het, right? Yeah. Seemingly. There was points, which I'm going to get to in a moment, but at, at the actual party that I couldn't follow a conversation. But then we were back with Gina getting ready for the party, talking to Nicholas, her oldest son. And he knows about the small house. Are you going to go to your little house? How, <laughs> how does he know about the house? I what I have no idea. Is it grandma? Is it hot probably, dad? It's probably the dad. Mm-mm. Like where's mom? Oh well, she's like in her little house. <laughs> she's in gingerbread house. Okay. Then we get this whole scene of Tamara pretending to be upset about the femme fatale party while. Acknowledging that she had the sex party, but then still being upset about the femme fatale party. I I couldn't get the reasoning there. Um, Do you did you get the reasoning? No, it sort of reminded me of like they also at the same time pretended like they didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of uh, Sonia and Ramona googling white trash. Yeah, and I think that's the perfect segue to our next call. So let's take a listen from Jessica. Hey guys, this is Jessica. Um, I was just calling because what bothered me more than the boring episode of Rock was that no one knew what Femme Fatale looked like. It just bothered me. I mean, first of all, you could Google it if you don't know. And second of all, has no one seen an old Hollywood movie with like Rita Hayworth or even if you've not even done that, has does, did no one even think about Angelina Jolie and like any movie she has done? You could literally have just looked up Mr. and Mrs. Smith and saw that ball dress that she was wearing. I mean, this it it just blows my mind. This would have been so easy, and instead we get like five different outfits. And we get like a Carmen San Diego look from Kelly. We get Mother of the Bride from Shannon. I I don't know. I don't know, guys. Thanks. 
Thank you, Jessica, for giving us an education yeah. on the femme fatales of yesteryear and Angelina Jolie. And they could have dressed up as the cover of Britney Spears' album Femme Fatale as well. Yeah. So many options. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think Shannon was definitely a femme fatale. <laughs> I don't understand why Shannon just didn't wear her look that she was going to the concert in. Later. Yeah, why even bother with that little jacket or whatever? Like that was a she looks great in that Brett Michaels look. If she just like she didn't have to wear the bandana to the party, she could have put it in later. She could have just been like a mask fatal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, I feel like this party, there's so many, like I said earlier, like so many different points happening all at once. Well, we get, thank God Eddie's able to make it. Eddie's face whenever Tamara, I mean, whenever Shannon she, talks. Uh, how is Much Shannon, does he woman? how oh. is Shannon ever going to hang out with Tamara and Eddie again? I don't know. I would be mortified. I think Eddie that, hates her. Good. Tamara and Eddie need to get a divorce. Oh. Um, As the cup reader said. Gina seeing Shane for the first time since their fight, that was sort of like washed over. Also, Gina showing up like a girl going to school wearing the clothes she's allowed to wear and oh, then yeah. changing then there. Hoeing it up. Yeah. Um, oh my God. You know who is back? Amanda and Bayrod. Oh, I thought you were going to say Shirley MacLaine. Oh, well, yeah, she's always there. But Steve Lodge's daughter and her man, yeah. who are stars, I think. Okay. Remember, remember when that episode aired? You, you, you want, love Bayrod. We wanted a spinoff of them and Michael oh, and yeah. his woman and like the younger OC crowd. Well, I think you could combine that with Kodo Insurance and you got something there. Sure. Right? Linda. Kodo Pump Rules. Kodo Pump Rules. Um... Emily's mother-in-law thinks Eddie's Tamara's son, which, like, that was, like, that was acting on her mm. part. I mean, Perry wants an orange even more than Emily does, I think. I know. Yeah. Wait, so, okay. okay. We get Kelly Dodd, she, her date wasn't the gay guy, but she did have a gay person in tow. No, that was Gina. No, they were just hanging out near each other at one point. I'm pretty sure he came with Kelly. Pretty sure. So Kelly Ward, I don't think so. I think he, it said Kelly's friend at one point. I oh. swear to God. And my point here is, he said he was, cheers to the blonde bitches from New York. That's when he was doing that with, with Gina. Gina. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it said Kelly's friend. <gasps> and you know what? I, I bet you, <gasps> I bet. He's the Watch Rabbit's Live friend. I, I think he was there at Watch Rabbit's Live when I was there with Leanne Lockett and Kelly Dodd was the other guest. I'm not 100% sure, but that was the vibe of, like, the gay mm. men that she was toting around that night. Wow. I was not expecting you to say these things. Be he he's a blonde bitch from New York. He yeah. She probably met him at the Boom Boom Room or whatever. But th This is what I was hinting towards earlier. Like, they were talking about someone being a trust fund baby, and I couldn't tell if it was the gay man or the John F. Kennedy Jr. man. Oh, Yeah. PhD, pretty, pretty, no, Papa's Doe. Papa's, maybe Papa's Doe was the gay one. And then the John F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. guy was pretty huge dick. <sighs> um, we get Vicky acting. 
there's a person in a bowl. Should we wave? Like, you've been to, like, these dumbass parties. Mm, like, stop yeah. pretending. We get a lot of acting from Shirley MacLaine welcoming, welcoming Emily's well, Moms to the Moms Club. an Oscar award-winning actress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was nice where she was welcoming Emily's Moms to the Moms mm, Club. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, actually, I believe Emily's mom welcomed Shirley MacLaine to the club. And if I was Shirley, I'd be like, uh, excuse me? I'm... I'm the club. I'm the club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a lot of talk about mental capacity, and that's not the word combination to use. Right. Uh, the, the, uh, it, this was like, it's, it felt like a marathon of an episode. Yeah. Just like so much happening all the time. So Tamara, Gina, and Shannon attempt to sit down at one point. Yeah. And... The actual fight, I don't even care that much about. Either do I. Gina doesn't want Shannon to kill the messenger. And then, all of a sudden, Shannon starts, like, ignoring Gina to talk to Emily. And then yells at Gina when Gina tries to chime in in support of Shannon. Right. I, I was, know, it's so stupid. I was more interested in Helga Lodge, Steve's mom. Oh, she was also toted around. <laughs> yes. Like, she was trying to coach... Vicky. Vicky, in terms of the whole marriage thing. Yeah, how to which propose. most of the wrap-up uh, montage things were not interesting, but the thing about Vicky like saying on camera that she wants premarital counseling, and then us learning that they have not been to premarital counseling. Sad. Yeah. They're still together, though. He. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's still talking about how, how he's the hottest man who's ever lived. Don's hotter, I think. Brooks. Brooks isn't now. No, but Brooks has got the Dirty John swagger. Brooks are my... Oh, speaking of that. Speaking of, this SpawnCon is something we have never seen before. Ever. We thought it was going to be just a preview for the reunion. And it turned into SpawnCon for Dirty John. There's no way they actually played that clip during the actual reunion, is there? No, there's a way. The reunion was only filmed a few weeks ago. It's not like they were still filming Dirty John. No, I mean, they played it for the commercial for Dirty John. Are they going to play that actual clip during the oh, reunion? Oh, during the reunion. Oh, yeah, I think so, actually. Interesting. I feel like they got to fill up the reunion. Like, if it's going to be three parts. Which, first of all, part one airing Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. No. In between Atlanta and Dirty John premiere. Oh. So does that mean we have part two on Monday? I bet, yeah. Are we just trying to like zoom zoom through? They might be because like they're like we have too much content. Because we got Vanderpump Rules coming up. Maybe they want us to feel better. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's it. I mean, Shannon bopped off to, as Brett Michaels. Wasn't around for the the little antics montage at the end. Um, you forgot the best part of the episode. Oh, the when, gobble wobble? When Vicky joins and says, do I look different with my facelift? And Gina says, you got rid of your gobble wobble. Oh my god, so seasonally appropriate. Which is the rudest thing you could ever uh, say to anyone. Yeah. Like, that is so rude. Um, okay. So, now, we're sure. gonna do a little bit of a deep dive. It's not like a Deep. It's not a tradition. Deep dive. Yeah, this will just help you for the the last leg of your Thanksgiving journey home. Yeah. So because it's Thanksgiving and because we like to celebrate the season, sure. We are. We've each picked three things that we're thankful for in 
whether it be pop culture, whether it be Bravo, whether it be like whatever we watch, whatever we sort of like orbit around on this podcast. Mm. And we're each going to name what are what we're thankful for and the reason why. And we're going to go back and forth. Sure. Okay. So, Dan, what is your number one thing you are thankful for? You already called it out. The X6 era liberation. It all started way back when, in early 2018, when Christina was on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's coming any minute. And now it's over completely. Well, so let me get there. <laughs> I'm taking us on a journey. We, was, we were like, it's coming any minute. Then we got the single. Then we got the album announcement. Then we got the tour announcement. Then the tour stop in Atlantic City perfectly synced up with my birthday. Saw her two times. Loved it. Great era. Amazing album. First album that Alex and I experienced together as two Xena fans. The tour wrapped up. And the last one you're going to experience together as two Christina fans, probably. No. This is our last time. Oh, no. She, so she wrapped up the tour this past week on the last day of the tour or the day after. She says she has a surprise album in the, in, in the vault. So Alex's theory is, is like uh, her second Spanish album because she was talking about recording that for a long time. I would love an, another Christmas album as well, but it's too late for that at this point because those get released like early October. Mm-hmm. Uh, X7 is coming. Or how, X6.5. How much does it hurt to be a Christina Aguilera fan? No, I feel like the fans loved this era. Did But like this era was much shorter than most pop stars eras. Oh yeah. Like by years. But at the end of the day... It's the album. <laughs> no. And the fans love the album. And she went on tour. She didn't cancel the tour. <laughs> it was an amazing show. Got merch. <clears throat> Great times were had by all. And then that's that. Beautiful. So beautiful, what's your beautiful. first thankful thank you next moment? So in this country, we believe in the peaceful transition of power <laughs> between um, two administrations. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for the peaceful transition of power between Carol Radswell and Barbara Kay. <laughs> As we've seen in off-season time for our favorite show, Real Housewives of New York. Mm. Um, Carol left in sort of a darker time. Um, but I feel like Barbara Kay was able to pick up her reins mm. and really run with it. And we really look forward to standing. But we will never forget the joys that Carol Radswell brought us. Sure. And then that's also, well, not exactly that. But that's my second thankful thing. It's just Roni. Because we started early in this year with it, back in April. Really back in March when we were excited about the trailer. Mm -hmm. And Roni has become a 365, 24-7 event it's a tv like when it's not on it's still a tv show it's still a tv show yeah so i'm thankful for the fact that they are in our lives every single week yeah we get a barbara k update we always have a barbara k update (laughs) and how can you not be thankful for that yeah brendan what's your next thing um i'm alone in my house good yeah just that 
Yeah. Just that, not a <laughs> just, Star is Born? Well, just, but specifically just that. Mm-hmm. And um, that meme and that song, I think, will be the most enduring, lasting part of a Star is Born, even if um, Bradley Cooper brings home an Oscar, even if Gaga brings home an Oscar or two. We're still always going to have, I'm alone in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last thing is, surprise, bitch, I got through an American Horror Story season, which we neglected to talk about the finale. I liked it. I felt satisfied I by it. I think that the, okay, I think it's very interesting watching the, oh my God, the American Horror Story fandom mm-hmm. during the season, especially this season, because everyone was like hyped in the middle of it. Yeah. And then some choices were made. <laughs> well, there was one episode that none of us were crazy about. I think there were two. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, was, it was good. I was just excited to make it to the finish line for the first time in years. Oh, I've made it to the finish line every year since Roanoke. So I guess the past three. Yeah, I, I did not finish Freak Show and haven't finished one since. Sad. Um, my last thing is not related, kind of related. Okay. This year I got really into the Purge cinematic universe. So sick. Get out of here. And no, no, no. This is actually more of a lesson for people going home, um, for Thanksgiving. And if you're among a group of strangers or like awkward family, a great icebreaker to ask is if it was the Purge, what (laughs) would you do? I think you might need to explain... So the yeah, terms just, and services of what the purge just is. say say you get twelve hours a year of no laws. What do you do during those twelve hours? Oh, it's not twenty four. No, it's twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's, the nighttime. It's seven to seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, in March, so it's like an early like it's set. It's already dark at seven. Sure, sure. Um, and I just like I, I got really into this cinematic universe. Maybe mm. it's because of the state of the world, where I'm mm. like the purge is right around the corner or whatever. Sure. Um, there was a TV show on USA that wasn't that great, but I stuck through that, and it got a second season, all, and I will be watching all because of you. Yep. Well, you are a freak, so it's only right that you tell us who the freak of the week this week is. Okay, so Siggy Flicker. Speaking, she's about to be in like the purge by herself, and you know who's go- she's coming for? Oh, she's coming for Margaret Joseph. She has one target. So she's this. She's been sort of going off in general on Twitter. Um, just go to her Twitter feed; it's very scary. And this woman's a motivational speaker, mm. mind you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel one, motivated. One tweet I wanted to just point to everyone too. She posted, like, this, like, fan art of Margaret Josephs um, with, like, a melting face almost. Yeah. And it says, the face of foreclosure. And in all caps, Siggy wrote, last time I saw a mouth like that, it had a hook in it. Joshua was fishing off of Costa Rica and caught a hug bass fish. They even served to us in the restaurant. Hashtag good times. So, like, she's implying that, like... She looks like a a hug bass fish. But, like, of all people, if I were to, like, point out work they've done on their lips, I wouldn't Mm. pick Margaret Josephs. Even among the cast of uh, Ron. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why is she even... Commenting? Like, still fighting this fight. Like, moveon.org. You're not on the show. Moveon.org. Okay. A one true queen has emerged, and her name is Martha Stewart, who, for the very first time... Took an Uber. That's so wild to me. First of all, when was your first Uber? 
I mean, years ago, right? Like what year though? I don't know. Like the year it came to New York. Mine was probably 2014 that I can think of. Okay. Which is probably Which the year it came to New York. Probably. I think my first Uber was in LA. So Ms. Martha took an Uber and did not have a good time. She posted several photos of a very dusty, dusty and dirty Uber. And this is what she had to say. My very first Uber, I ordered the most expensive version to pick me up on 5th Avenue and 57th Street in front of Tiffany's. The first Uber (laughs) did not show up. The second Uber came 10 minutes later and parked halfway down 57th Street where I could not see the license plate. Then we were facing east when I had to go west and south. Took 20 minutes to face southwest, etc., etc. It only took a bit more than an hour. On top of it... All the car was a mess, inside and out. And I want Uber to succeed. (laughs) (laughs) It's very... I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Martha's the queen. Yeah. She should try Lyft. I know. Give it a shot. uh, Don't most of them have both the Uber and the Lyft insignias in their car? Yeah. I like Lyft, though, because, like... If they have the insignia, it's easier to spot because it's like bright and pink. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just don't have Uber downloaded on my phone. Sure, Martha. So, anyways, that's it that for this is week. It. Thank um, you, thank you. We are so thankful for you. Oh my God, get on your feet! It is almost the holidays. No, it is. If it's you're the listening to this, it's the holidays. It's the holidays. Um, so head over if you're not subscribed to us. What are you doing, ding dongs? Yeah. Uh, and while you're subscribing, you can leave a nice review, and then you can make a pit stop and get your Meth Queen merch. Over at comethroughqueen.com slash store. Yeah, so then you can, then after you're there, go over to Twitter and type in twitter.com slash IDK IDK and follow Dan. Then go over to not Brendan and follow me. And then open a new browser tab and go to facebook.com, then type in comethroughqueen and find the group and join it. Yeah, and we will (laughs) accept you within minutes, if not seconds. Or hours. Or hours. If, yeah. like, we're, we're, we're about oh, yeah, busy I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be driving, so I can't physically do that. And yeah. while you're driving, I'm probably sleeping. Sure. Uh, so, while you're sleeping, give us a call <laughs> at 717-47-FREAK. 717-47-FREAK. We're gonna have a bunch of shows to catch up on next week, so we want to hear from you. And that's it. So, like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Come through, Queen. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.